Well, good morning. Welcome to uh, today's edition of Transformed Weekly Podcast. You know, today we're going to talk about the last dot in uh, the four dots we call the Transformation Trail in our logo. And let me remind you, those four dots are lost, found, grow, go. The progression of our life as a believer is to be found by Jesus, nurtured by Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and grow to maturity. But the purpose of the growth in our life is to go. And what does that mean and what does it look like? Well, today's episode, we're going to talk about that. Welcome to today's message with Pastor Jim Balzano. I also want to take a moment to thank Park Home for our studio furniture that we use and also for Taylor Design and Events for the decorating and the designing of our studio. So what does it mean to go? Think about it. What does it look like? When we say go, what do we mean by it? Is it going to the mission fields of Africa? Maybe. Does it mean going into full-time vocational ministry? Possibly. Maybe, maybe not. Does it mean serving in the church? Well, from a pastor's heart, yes. So you've got to do that. But I'm just kidding. But it could be. Uh, does it mean teaching Sunday school, rangers, girls clubs, driving vans? Yeah, it could be part of that. Does it mean getting involved in local missions? Sure it does. All of those are ways that we go. And yet, I want to talk for a moment about the growing and going principles. You see, because growing and going are intricately related. Growing is a prerequisite to going, although it's amazing when we go and step out in faith how much we grow. All right, and so going is often a demonstration of the growing. Now, I want to take you a little different direction, though, than what you might be thinking. Um, I firmly believe that we all need to be active in our faith and doing things and volunteering and whatever God calls us to do and wherever he calls us to go. But there are some things that Jesus said that we should go and do that I think we need to get those into our heart as well. For, for example, the first of those would be this. Jesus says, go, be right with your brother. Now, I think that's interesting. You know, Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said, Leave your offering therefore before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come present your offering. He said, Go reconcile. Go to the brother before you go to the altar. Go to the brother and reconcile before you go to the place of worship. Wow. I got to tell you, that's an interesting one because only the mature can pull that one off. Only the mature can carry out that go that came from Jesus. Division is a fruit of immaturity. You, you, you can't have mature, godly people living in a spirit of division. It just doesn't make sense. And, and so division is this fruit of maturity, but reconciliation is a fruit of maturity. And so one of the things Jesus is saying, listen, you got to go and you got to make this right with your brother. I would suggest today that even right now as I'm doing this podcast, there are some of you here listening to this and you've got some division. You've got some people that you're at odds with, and they're at odds with you. And what, what, what's the Holy Spirit saying? What's Jesus saying? Go reconcile with your brother. Go reconcile. It's a, it's a sign of maturity. He, he's saying he literally put the burden on the hearer. And the burden is now sitting on us to go and reconcile. And Jesus considers it far more important to be reconciled to the brother than to go through a religious duty. We can't think for a moment that our service to God justifies bad relationship with others. 
He doesn't, he's not looking for that. He's not looking for you to go and to serve him and yet be at a place of division with a brother. And so one of the things in our life we've got to understand is we've got to go and we've got to reconcile. And then Jesus says another one, which quite frankly, I don't really like. He says, go the extra mile. <laughs> Remember the scripture? Whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Go the extra mile. The extra mile is not the only mile. Think about this. Going beyond the one mile required by the law and give another mile was a free choice of love. I don't want to go the first mile, but according to that passage of Scripture, that was something that was mandated and you had to do. When you and I can willingly go the second mile for someone, that becomes an act of the, of the, the heart, if you will. Going the second mile is literally a radical act of free will. It's an act of love. It's an act of self-denial. It's an act of maturity. You know, the funny thing is, you can't go the extra mile when you aren't willing to go the first mile. The first mile is a surrender of the will, but the second mile is a surrender of the heart. And it's amazing what happens when we surrender our heart. The first mile is what I have to do. The second mile is what I choose to do. And Jesus said this to his disciples. He said, you are to be those people, and he was talking about, you know, it was the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount's all about the kingdom of God and the, uh, the people of the kingdom. And he says to them, go the second mile. Go the second mile. I don't want to go the first mile. But think about this. Jesus says, if you're going to be one of mine, and they're going to know you for one of mine, go that second mile. And then he said this to his disciples, go bear fruit. All right. He said, you did not choose me. But I chose you and I appointed that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the father in my name, he may give you. That's an amazing scripture. He's looking at his disciples. John 15 talks about their relationship to, to him as divine. And he says, now you go produce fruit that remains. Hmm. But it's interesting as I produce that fruit that remains, which is good fruit. He said, so that whatever you ask of the Father, in my name, he'll give you. Do you see the connection? There is a connection of going and bearing fruit and asking the Father. Asking the Father for things. Asking the Father for stuff. Asking the Father to, to, to do things. Asking him. Think about your children for a moment. Very rarely will you give them something that's out of their maturity range. Very rarely will you give them something they haven't matured to. As they produce fruit in their life that, quote, lasts, you then are willing to give more to them, give more responsibility to them, give more authority to them. This is what the Bible's saying, that if I go and I produce the fruit that remains, then I can come to God and ask, and I will get more, I will get more responsibility, I will get more authority, because it's directly connected to my ability to go and bear fruit. So you want so so what happens is in our Christianity, we want to sit soak and sour rather than produce fruit, and yet we still want asking God for things. And he's saying, No, I'm gonna give it to you proportionately to how you have matured and the fruit that you produce. And then he says, Jesus says this one, go make disciples. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We've got to be about reproducing ourselves. The fact is we will reproduce ourselves. The fact is we reproduce ourselves in our children. 
We reproduce ourselves all the time when we're with them. Jesus says, as you're one of my disciples, this is what I expect of you. Go reconcile, go the extra mile, go bear fruit, go make disciples. In other words, as he reproduces himself in the disciples, they were to go reproduce themselves in others, but they weren't reproducing themselves. They were reproducing him. Go make disciples. You know, think about it. I, I think about this often sometimes. When I'm making disciples, do I want them to look like me or Jesus? <laughs> now, obviously the right answer is Jesus. But I got to tell you, not everything in my life looks like Jesus. I hope they emulate the things that look like Jesus and then, and I hope they kind of get rid of the other stuff. You know what I mean? But the fact is I have a responsibility and that responsibility is to go make disciples. And those disciples are to look like him. And the only way they can look like him is as I go and develop as to look like him. So, so, so we, we think about this. Let's wrap it up. There's a pathway that God has for our life. We were once lost. He found us. Being found, if you recall, is being able to fulfill the purpose for which we were created because we are now in the hands of the master. And then he expects there to be a, a growth in our life where we are coming to a place of maturity. He does the work. Growth is his work to give and to do. And it's our work to receive. And then as we give, as we begin, as we do that growth, then we go. We got to go. But Often we only equate that with the mission fields or some big lofty idea, and that's all good, and that's all well. But we also got to do what Jesus said. We got to go to our brother. We got to reconcile. We got we to gotta grow. We got to produce fruit. We, we got to go to back a mile sometimes. We got to sacrifice. We got to make disciples. The ability to go and transform our life. Think, think about this for a moment. The disciples, they were lost, but Jesus found them. They grew. They matured. And then they went. Jesus told them to go. And go they did. And where did they And it's funny. If you look at them in the book of Acts, you see all these principles. You see times where they had to reconcile. You see times where they had to uh, go the extra mile, where they had to turn the other cheek. You'll see these times where they had to go and do that, where they, had, where they were going and they were bearing fruit, where they were going and they were making disciples. They were a work of transformation. They were then doing a work of transformation. The fact of the matter is our ability to go is because of the transformation he does in our life. Going is a product of transformation. Peter, James, John, they were all part of the transformation that Jesus did in them. And then they went and they were continued to transform as they went. And yet as they went, they literally changed the world around them. And so I, I say to you today, you were once lost. Maybe you're listening to this and you maybe, maybe you haven't been found. Let me say to you, Jesus came looking for you. He's still looking for you. His Holy Spirit is still looking for you. Why? So that you would come into his hand and find purpose for your life. But then it's not just to sit there. It's then to grow. And, and so I would encourage you today, if you're listening to this, to allow God to cause growth and maturity into your life so that then you can become that one that he says go to. And when he says go, you can go just like those apostles did, and you can literally change the world around you. Have a great day.